two fumbles on punt returns, some ugly offense, and it all equals a Giants 27-13 loss in Seattle. We'll react to the Giants' first loss in a long, long time. Coming up next on Blue Rush from the New York Post, and it's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. This episode of Blue Rush is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. Go get yourself a Cadillac. I'm the podfather, Jake Brown. No Paul Schwartz this week, but on our post-game show today, following a rough 27-13 Giants loss in Seattle, is, of course, BL, Brandon London, and two-time Super Bowl champion Lawrence Tynes. Tynesy, BL, the Giants haven't lost a game in over a month. We almost forgot what losing feels like, but it was an ugly offensive performance, and it was an offensive special teams performance, and Richie James might be uh, jobless on Monday morning, Tynesy. Yeah, that was tough to watch. You know, listen, they just get lost to a better team today. Let's call it what it is. Geno Smith played exceptionally well. I know it, he didn't have crazy good numbers, but, I mean, he put the ball in a lot of hands early. And I mean in tight. And Adoree Jackson obviously gave up a touchdown later on, but played outstanding football. But at the end of the day, just too much, too much offensive firepower. I mean, they have too many weapons. You know, they ended up making more plays than we did. You factor in the turnovers. We didn't get a lot out of anything, honestly, in the passing game or the run game. So, Seattle, you got to tip your cap to Seattle. It's a tough road trip. It's tough to go all the way across the country and beat them, especially when they're good. And, you know, they were the better team today. So, but six and two, you leave there going into the bye week, not a bad thing. And when you when you say tip your cap to them, it's almost like you want to say thank you to them, Tynes, because what does winning do? Winning masks things and winning – you don't really have to address certain things. It's like, yeah, we've talked about what the Giants have needed in terms of weapons, but we've done that through podcasts and Twitter. And uh, now we actually saw a game where that has kind of come back to haunt them and it bit them in the butt. You know, obviously the two special teams errors. This team isn't built to turn the football over, which is why they've been so good recently because Daniel Jones hasn't turned the football over. But when they, with, but when you get two on special teams like that, that hurts this team. And another thing you said with Geno and the weapons, he had a Tyler Lockett and a DK Metcalf to throw to. And again, this loss just showed us that the Giants need more weapons, whether it's grab some now before Tuesday's trade deadline, ride it out. But you see that this team is right on the brink of going from good to really good. And I think they're about two to three offensive weapons away. Yeah, you got to make a deal, Todd. You guys like Tuesday's deadline. The names, you know, we discussed a little bit before the show. Brandon Cooks, a little too expensive next year. You know, he's got his cap hits over $20 million. The two names you look at, if they can find a way to get him, 
are Chase Claypool and Jerry Judy. Claypool two million next year, Jerry Judy four. But you can't in a six and two team fighting for a playoff spot. Tanner Hudson played his ass off, but he's Tanner Hudson. I mean, Danny Tanner Hudson. And then we're talking about Marcus Johnson, Davis Sills, Lawrence Cager. I mean, Chris Myark. I mean, we're talking Matt Breda. The only it's Darius Slate and Wandale Robinson. The other guys should not be receiving footballs for a playoff team. I know they're playing their ass off, but those aren't the guys you need out there. So times you have to make a deal before Tuesday. I think if you want to be seriously a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that all plays well in our shows and social media, but the reality of this football team is, is they don't have any cap room. You know, they don't have any money. You don't want to get a rent a player. That's, that's not how the, what this team is building. They're six and two without any help from the outside. And you can't just go make a deal just to make a deal, right? Just to appease fan bases and things like that. Because quite frankly, I think we can get to the playoffs without a deal. And I know, and I'll just say this, we're not a wide receiver away from winning the Super Bowl. So the Giants have to be conscious of mortgaging their future for short-term gain. They're still a good enough team. The schedule lays out nicely. They can get into the playoffs, make some noise. Maybe Galladay comes back, guys. You keep forgetting. I know he hasn't done anything in a year and a half, but I think, you know, kind of watching his interview this past week, he looks excited to be on a winning football team. He will maybe help them. It can't be any worse, right? I mean, I know he's making a ton of money, but I just don't think they're, you know, I think it's cool for us to all talk about. I I put it out there with Judy last week, but I don't think they're a receiver away. I know it'll help them, but I think they can win 10, 11 games without going out and getting somebody. I I think they can. Again, if they continue the football that they've been playing, don't turn the ball over. Stay within one possession going into the fourth quarter. This team is a fourth quarter team. They're not not built for blowouts. But if we're going to go rental, I have enough confidence in a Joe Shane that he can be creative with that rental. You know, he can bring in someone more of a skill set rather than a name. So when we're saying the Claypools, the Brandon Cooks, we may not have, since this is Cadillac, we don't have Escalade money right now. The Giants might have to you get one of those nice STS, Cadillac STSs to style in. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it doesn't have to be a big name, a, a Claypool, because a Claypool, Judy, they come with their flaws. We know Jerry, well, Jerry Judy hasn't dropped the ball as much this year, but we know he comes with drop. When it comes to, to Claypool, some of, some of the things that he had, you know, some of the drops and things that he had throughout his early career – Baller can play, but like you said, why go out and grab one of those guys and spend that much money or spend that much draft capital? I think we're, we we have a regime now. The Giants have a new regime to where I can see them going out and getting someone that makes sense for this type of team. And if they do that, whether it be another speed guy to put some more speed on the field at receiver or be just a, a, a possessional guy that could stay healthy and be out there and catch those third down, get six catches, 60, 70 yards just off of target throws, then I think that helps this team out tremendously. Does it win them a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But at least I feel as though they make the playoffs. We can for sure say they make the playoffs and they could possibly win that first wild card playoff game because I don't know if they win this division with the way Philly is right now. Yeah, well, this is a wild card team for sure at this point. But, you know, I, I'm I'm with Brandon on this one, Tynes. And I, I see what you're saying. They can get there. But why keep trotting out guys who, you know, would normally not be here? And I don't think Kenny Galladay should be relied on 
in any aspect. Let's talk about Kadarius Tony. You know, the news kind of happened. I know, Lawrence, you reacted quickly. We recorded a little bit, but you guys already put Thursday's show out. And then, of course, news happened. This happens to me and Andrew Hartz every week where the news happens 10 minutes after we post a podcast. Death taxes and untimely news. A third and a sixth. I think you got to give credit here to Joe Shane for getting that for a guy who had two catches this year, has barely been on the field, had 420 yards, perfectly fitting for him last season. Young Joka is in Kansas City. Yeah, you know, I could have went and picked him up at the airport if you wanted me to hit, hit my direct messages. It's just kind of been a weird, turbulent 18 months with him. Like, you know, there was so much wow when he was in playing against the Cowboys and then New Orleans and there was so much what if with him, right? And it was just like, we never saw it. We never got to see the full potential of Kadarius Tony, And, you know, he just obviously didn't fit in from the time this new regime came in, right? He missed some OTAs. Then he comes back. Then he had a knee scope. Then he kind of came back. Training camp hurts his hamstring. Doesn't really fit into what they were doing. So you move on from him. No hard feelings. You hope, you know, Kansas City will get the most out of him. They got tons of playmakers. The rich got richer. Yeah, it's it's a good move for both teams. I really do think it's a, it's a good move, obviously, for the Chiefs. And I think the compensation we got – was uh was fair a third and a six for a guy who he has more songs and he does catches in his career so and, and I'm glad you put it I, I'm glad he, he put does it like that fifty three you know? to forty one <laughs> you yeah, you I download like some how many how many songs fifty three songs forty one catches what's his greatest hits collection what's his greatest hits I don't even know but. I know he has 53 songs and 41 catches. That's great research right there. That's our crack research stuff. That's unfortunate for him that he didn't take off here because just think of what that could have done for his rap career. But again, like you said, it's, I mean, it's perfect for both involved. You know, the chiefs aren't going to, they don't need him to be a number one. They've got Kelsey. They've got uh, Juju. They've got uh, Valdez Scanlon. They they need him. They need the Jokerism in him. They need the gadgetism in him because that's Andy Reid type offense. So if he can stay healthy, and again, I know it's a big if. If he can stay healthy, he can go on and and have himself a pretty solid career in that offense. As for that third and that six. Now the Giants are sitting with two third-round picks. I think they use that as some sort of capital to kind of see where they were after this game coming out of Seattle. I think they sit and they have a meeting tomorrow, and they're like, all right, let's really look at the tape and see, all right, let's talk to Daniel. Do we need to go out there and get you someone? Again, it can't be an Escalade. We can get you a nice STS, put some 20-folds <laughs> on We keep them things clean. They 20s, but we keep them clean, though. But again, let me get someone, let me bring someone in there. And now they just added some sort of drive capital to help them bring somebody in. This is random. You know, the Kansas City's most famous rapper is, you know who it is? Coolio. Maybe Young Joker can do a collab with Tech Nine, baby. Tech oh, Nine. Yes, yeah. he's from Kansas City. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've seen him. He's cool. He's, he's good people, but maybe him and Young Joker will get a little something going. I, I got completely off task, but yeah, you I, did. I, was, I forgot what I was we were talking about. about I was thinking about the STX <laughs> with the 24s, the STX with the 24s. And I love how Brandon's kind of saying, okay, this is what we need to STX, not to escalate. Here's the question, guys. Who? Who? Judy or Claypool? That's no, it. Judy's, Judy's not available. That's That's been made public today, I think, even after the game he had. They're kind of in, what are they, two, three, three and five, something like that. So they're not, they're not sellers yet. But that's why I'm saying I just don't know, like, who? 
That's that's the million dollar question here. Maybe Elijah Moore with him complaining again as the Jets uh, after not getting any. Catches we don't need on another five ten wide receiver. I'm sorry. No, Hamler. Agree, from how big is he? Big guy. Little guy. Five ten. Speed guy. Again, he's a little guy. I would say I would say Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne's out there. You know, a bigger guy. Again, because again, like we say, there is a Kenny Galladay waiting to get healthy again, and he's going to get. He's going to have to get another shot. But at the end of the day, are you going to sit there and are you are you going to bet on him coming back and being productive? I can't. If I'm Joe Shane and them and I'm in that office, they've seen what they've needed to see from a Kenny Galladay, and they understand they're stuck with that contract. We're stuck with this player. So I see like Kendrick Bourne or ah man, who's uh, where's Kendrick Bourne at? What team is he? At? He's with the Patriots right now. They won again, so they're what are they? They're back to five hundred. Here's something completely. I don't know if you're jumping into topics, Jake, but I wanted to touch on this. I think Saquon Barkley is more hurt than we think he is. Hmm. Anyone else agree with that? That shoulder? You think so? I don't know. I just I think it's more. This two weeks is going to do obviously him a lot of good. I don't know. I, I just I noticed a little change. The whole team looks slow today, right? You agree? They kind of looked off long trip wet field but he in particular has been playing through some i think that shoulder's worse than, than we probably know yeah you know you might be right and you know saquon's gonna play you know all the talk he's had he's gonna play through any injury because he doesn't the season he's having he's gonna play through whatever it takes he's not gonna sit out so you might have a point there now he had some really nice runs today they just had to start throwing the football but daniel jones i thought was not good uh, let's just call it what it is. Like he missed that throw to the tight end early. Who the hell was that? By Cager, the way, Cager, Cager, Cager. Where the hell did he come from? I was in my notebook. <laughs> I was like, who is this dude? Is that the dude we picked up from the Jets? Tight end. Yes, 83. former Jet. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. And so when he missed that throw, it was just he was off the whole day. Credit Seattle, they did a nice job on defense, but yeah, it wasn't a good day. It was, we were due for a day like this, and it just wasn't a good day. They weren't good enough today. The, the two fumbles were killer. Oh, yeah. God, they were killer. We get the touchdown right. We get our own turnover. Dory makes an incredible play, strips Tyler. We two, three plays later win. Net, we kick off. We go three plays and out. Xavier has an incredible blitz sack. We're getting the ball back. The momentum is completely shifted, and that fumble – in addition to the one in the second half, we're 10 points, right? We go into halftime down 10-7 versus being up 10-7 or 14-7. And then the one in the second half was a backbreaker. I mean, just a backbreaker. And you feel bad for them, but, man, you got to secure the football. If that's your job, the most important thing is the ball. So he's had a lot of fumbles, too. I looked it up. I just remember being in, the, like in special teams meetings. And you, when you're talking about that return, man, like you said, first and foremost, get us the ball. Give the ball to the offense. That's your job. And just watching the way that he was kind of holding the ball, there were, these weren't big hits. It wasn't like anyone came, grabbed, stripped, they had on the ball. These weren't that big of hits. And it just goes to show, like you say, did they look a little bit slower? They looked a little bit off, like you said. Yeah, they looked off. And it goes to show – you can't have one. You can't have those type of turnovers as well. 
And then it goes to show like you you have to have an extra lightning in the bottle because if you're lightning in the bottle, a Saquon Barkley only runs for, what was his numbers? 20 for 53 with the touchdown. That's your lightning in the bottle. That's where you need to accumulate other weapons and whether it be another receiver or another tight end or whomever it can be. I, we don't, I don't need to, we don't need to go back into that. But if Daniel Jones is going to have that off day, because there are at times where he was still accurate with the football, he was still throwing it to uh, Tanner Hudson to lead him to where he can catch and run. That's why he did a good job getting some yak. And we didn't see many receivers get yak today. So that's what I'm saying. If they're going to get creative, and bring a guy in. It has to be a, a possession guy that can go up and catch anything and everything, or it's just going to have to be a mid-size six to six-one rack guy who can catch, break a tackle. I am all for staying the course. That's just me. Like I don't think we need to. There's nobody. If Judy's available, yes, but I don't think he is. But Lawrence, you're one injury away from you know Brandon playing receiver. Like they're getting more and more injuries. But Galladay's coming back for some reason. I'm weirdly optimistic about Galladay. I don't know why. I just am because Slayton has listen. Slayton had a nice game. We got to give him his flowers today. He he did have a nice game. What he end up with five for sixty six. If you can get that every Sunday out of Slayton, well, someone's got to get stats. I mean, no one else is doing anything. He's got someone. He's been the number one. And guy. Tanner Hudson, I'll give him credit, but damn, nobody even covered him all day. So like, hey, just catch the ball, go run. Like he was uncovered like three or four of those catches. I was like, he was chipping, and then he was kind of leaking out into the flat. Bellinger, right? That's up in the air with the eye surgery. So they're kind of in a conundrum. I do think the defense played well enough to win. They did. They got off the field early. They competed. And then those those turnovers were massive. What about getting a tight end? We talk about receiver, but if Bellinger is going to miss a big part of the season, do you go out and get a tight end now? Yeah. No, I've thought about that. I just haven't had time to kind of look around the league and think, okay, who's available? They did say Hawkinson may potentially be available in Detroit. I'd break the bank for that. He's due a big number next year because it's his fifth-year option was picked up by Detroit. But he's a good player. You know, of course, we play the Lions coming up here after the bye. So, But I think he's a guy they'll move, right? They're, they're sitting at one and seven, right? right now one and six bad bad football team yeah i mean earlier in the year people were talking about mike gasecki with the dolphins could be available not he ain't available after his fourth red zone touchdown they what the dolphins have built and what they got going on like when you talk about tight ends again we, i think we got enough hybrid tight ends in terms of guys that can catch the guys they can catch they can block but again you need someone special there has to be another special player on that offense outside of of Saquon. But special players are very rarely made available via trade. Yep. It, they're in a bad spot in terms of acquiring a player. One other thing, I'm kind of jumping around. Man, that horrible, horrible personal foul on the punt return early in the game. Remember that? Where the gunner was just blocking? He just he just blocked, but he and then he said he's a personal foul. We had a 40-yard return. Illegal blindside block. That was bad. He never even Left to like the the two yard radius. They were just hand fighting, right? And then he, that was a bad. That was another. We could go all day on that, but that was a bad call. God Almighty! And Richie had a nice return. You know, we'll talk about his fumbles. I'm gonna talk about his great return, but then it just all went south. Oof! I Man, it's a ten point swing. This is a seven point game. He fumbles that. You think you're in this game? You know, me and Hearts were talking about. You know, this is the Giants are getting this ball. They're gonna score, and then big balls, day balls, is gonna go for two, and they're gonna win twenty one twenty. Unfortunately, they never got that chance. No. How how big would the field goal have been or touchdown before the half? Right before the first half, and then they were getting the ball back. 
coming out of halftime. I mean, you could have potentially put up, you know, 10 to 14 points, but it's the one game, you know, they haven't turned the ball over. So they did this week and that it is what it is. You know, I'm just glad I'm not Richie James on that six hour flight home. Yeah. Is that the kind of day that gets you cut? Do you think he gets cut? No. No, I don't think they don't have enough bodies partly, but I don't think Joe Shane and Dave will want to set a precedent in that locker room that if you have a bad game, you're cut. I don't think that's who they are. Like Richie James. Listen, let's be real. The first three or four weeks, he was the number one receiver on this football team. And he'll come back from this. He's a competitor. I just don't think he's going to return punts anymore. You can't put him back there. He's a liability. It's in his head now. It's in his head. But Richie James, for all intents and purposes, is a good teammate. People like him. And uh, he'll figure it out. They'll find a role for him. His role has decreased on offense, so I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to get cut because of this. Uh, I really don't. But I don't, I don't understand why his role was decreased on offense, diminished on, on, on offense. It wasn't, and it wasn't like we were seeing him do anything wrong. It wasn't like he was dropping a bunch of balls out there or anything. It's just uh, he wasn't at first those first three games he was getting targeted a lot. Then you kind of see some of those targets go down a little bit. But you do you, I it's the tight ends. The tight ends have been taking away targets from the wide receivers. You know, if you're looking at it, Daniel Jones loves throwing to these tight ends. And you were talking about that we were talking about that throw he missed to Cager. These guys are these guys are scheming. The way they are scheming up some of these plays, putting him in there and it was a wheel route, but it was a delayed wheel route to where that that backer didn't buzz out and that curl the flat. His eyes were just on the you're not thinking that Cager's running a wheel route right there. So again, the, when you're when you're drawing these plays up and you're running them throughout the course of the week, that's one of those plays where you're like, we are counting on ourselves to hit this. Here is our chunk play. And again, when it comes to these, all, when it comes to Kafka and Dable and the, they're putting together these game plans, they're sitting there thinking, boy, it'd be nice if I just had a guy where I could be like, you know what, maybe this works, maybe it doesn't, but this kid's going to catch this and take it for 50. Yeah, it was just, listen, they were due, right? I mean, Seven and one, I would have been almost more worried they would have went out there and won. I'd have been like, oh boy. What's going on? Uh, yeah, seven and one. And then they, I don't know that they can make a move. I, I don't know. I, if I had to bet tonight, I would say no. I say they don't. I don't think they have enough cap room or draft capital to be giving it away. Six and two going into the buy. State of the Giants right now. Lawrence, go first. You got to be. Still pumped up. Like, this is deflating loss, but you get a whole week off, you rest, you get those guys healthy. You still got to be ecstatic if you're showing up November 13th for Giants-Texans at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, the most important thing over the next two weeks is letting Saquon rest that shoulder. I, I think it's bothering him more than we probably know. I know it's hurt, but I don't know that it'll heal it in two weeks because then he's got to go back and start playing again. But two weeks off is going to do the body good for a lot of those guys. Nick Gates was out there today. Let's make sure we make a note of that. How cool was that? Showed a nice picture of his family. What a great story. They got him comfortable. They got him in the game. The Giants are six and two. It's a, listen. It's a it's a really good. It's a good football team. Let's just call it. They're, they're a good football team. Of course, you're in a division with two juggernauts, the Cowboys and the Eagles. So they got to find something. You know, some way to go down the stretch. You know, they got to go five and three, four and four, probably down the stretch to get into the playoffs and they come out against Houston and Detroit. So two games are going to be favored to win right out of the gate. So lots to like about this team. They've done a really good job. Everyone seems to be on board with this coaching staff. So I'm pretty pleased, man. No one, and I, even myself, but there, no way in hell did I see this coming six and two after eight games. So if you're a Giants fan, 
and you talk about them, I think this is pretty damn fun. I've had a lot of fun so far. And it's been fun watching the defense. You know, I understand they gave up 27 points today, but I mean, there are times you're watching that game. And uh, I was with Amar Bradshaw when we were watching the game at, at this place, Blackjack Mulligans. Wink Martindale is going to have some sort of statue built in East Rutherford for him because the way Tamon Fox led the team today in tackles, y'all. Man, did you see him pressuring the quarterback, though? I don't know. Look yeah, at he, what he's getting out of these guys. Yeah, he was he was he was right there with Kayvon a lot tonight. I don't know what was he a he looks like a linebacker. What is he? He's not big. He's like that hybrid Oziz Ojulari type, that edge. Like that rusher, Elvis Doomerville. Know? Like that kind of yeah, lower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to he, Troy. But yeah. But man, he was in the backfield a lot. So that's another guy to look forward to in the second half when, you know, Aziz comes back and then you've got uh, uh, O'Shane was out today too. I mean, they did all that without two of their best guys playing. So if I'm going to knock people, I thought Crowder had a terrible game. I thought he missed some tackles. I did like the switch. You know, they moved uh, Jalen to the middle, put Crowder on the outside. But overall, they did enough to win on defense, right? When you get late in the game, they're selling out trying to make a play. But they did enough early on within the first three quarters to help this team win. You just you can't overcome the turnovers. BL, I want I want your state of the union of the G men at six and two going to the bye. Uh six and two, the G men, they're they are they're right where they need to be at this point. You know, obviously we want to talk about adding weapons and all in that sense, but sometimes I think David Tyree said it the other day when he was saying, you know, you you can have they don't have good players, they just have a good team in that sense. And I think that team aspect, you see that you see today was the only day we didn't see a high level of complimentary football from them, obviously turning the ball over twice on special teams, but you like you, but you still saw today, like even when Richie J after that sack, Richie James has that fumble. They show the defense. They just put their helmets on. No one cursed. No one was mad or upset. They put the helmets on and they went out there to try and make a stop. You know, and that's just going to show that this defense, they understand that they can they can stop a team at any time. So at six and two, state, state of the address, state of the union, the Giants football team, they are right where they need to be. They still have over exceeded expectations. And I think you get healthy, you hopefully get some some key guys back. And then after that, you just you make a run. You make that run. Yeah, I think the State of the Union is that this is great. Six and two. Now you get the Texans who have been just a disaster so far this season at one, five and one. And then you get the Lions who were everyone's, you know, mush their story of the preseason with hard knocks. They were fun. They are getting closing games, but they aren't finishing games. They're one and hey, six. They can score though. They can they can put some points that's, on some That's board. no gimme. That's no gimme no, going into they had, the Thanksgiving. They had game. Miami on the ropes today. Yeah. They had Miami on the ropes, but we're going to have to start being able to score points. I mean, we can't none of these 17, 20. I mean, you got to be able to go score here, but those two games scare me. Yep. For some they, reason. They look too easy to win. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those, and they're both at home, right? Yep. Yeah. Ah, we'll get to it. I don't have to worry about it this week. Thank God. But <laughs> those two games scare me. And listen, they've both been close. Like the Texans, a tie, lose by seven, lose by three, lose by 10, uh-huh. lose by seven today. So they've been close and the Lions have been close all season competing in games. You know, they've been, like you said, they've been scoring. 
Uh, lost by four today. They lost by three to the Seahawks. Lost by four to the Vikings. Lost by three to the Eagles. So a lot of one possession losses by both those teams. So we we want to pencil them in as wins, but obviously you got to earn every wick victory in the NFL. But hey, you go into Thanksgiving eight and two, you're really feeling good about the state of the Giants. Who was after that? Who was after that? that Cowboys Thanksgiving. Okay, and then who's after the Cowboys? The Commanders, right? It's the Commanders right after the Cowboys. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it gets that's real. When, that's when the schedule gets real. From th- well, from Thanksgiving on, it is bring your big boy gloves. It's it's twice against Washington. It's twice against the Eagles. The Commanders aren't that good, but I mean they're four and four, so I guess they're they, decent. They're right playing now. much better with Taylor Heineke, and that defense is legit. It's the NFC East, though. But I'm saying, you know, compared to Houston and Detroit. It just gets real, right? It's divisional games. It's common opponents. Those games are always tougher anyway. But everyone in – think about this. Everyone in the NFC East is 500 or better. Four and four in the NFL is not just some layup, right? I mean, that's that's Especially a solid Especially this team. year, a lot of mediocrity and below me. Look at the NFC South. The Bucks in second place at three and five. The Falcons with Marcus Mariota are in first place at four and four. Yeah. So four and four Washington Commanders team can beat anyone in our division. They can so that's why you're telling everyone, hey, if if whatever you got going on, with if you tweet or whatever, you got an injury, get right. But you got till Thanksgiving to get right. Yeah, and that might be a good time for Bellinger, right? If we're counting weeks, maybe. Hopefully, Ojulari comes back off of IR. You know, you got some, you got some hopefuls in there. Well, he was four weeks, right? So this is the second game. Bellinger will never play football again without a shield or a visor on. We know that, right? I mean, it's just crazy how that all happened. But, uh, yeah, I think Aziz comes back. This was the second or third game on that four. He was on that four-week IR, right? Four-week IR, yep. Kenny Galladay, like you said, yeah, yeah if this is this is your last hurrah, this is this is, could be the your last hurrah. So get right. What a story would be if Kenny Galladay after the bye comes back and becomes that number one, you know, four, 42 million with 72 million, however much he got, receiver again when the Giants need it most. You want to talk about maybe not making a trade, and that could be the trade. You know, guys come back from injury. Everyone's like, that's your trade. The Mets get Jacob DeGrom back. That's your trade deadline acquisition. Kenny Galladay, who could be a trade deadline acquisition if he actually shows up after the bye, you're you're sitting pretty right now. And Giants fans got to pack that place. You know, I was at the Jets today, and that place was packed. Unfortunately, the result for them wasn't very good. But despite it being the Texans and maybe not a desirable opponent that you want to see, that play's got to be rocking because seven and two would be a monster st- statement in a below average NFC this year and put yourself in really good position for one of those wild card spots. This is the post game Blue Rush podcast. Jake Brown, Lawrence Tyne, Brandon London. Guys, bye week. What are you doing? What are you taking any vacations? Where are you going? For the bye week, I don't have anything fun planned. I mean, just golf. Work. That's it. Um, when you played, what what was the bye week like? Uh, take us through the schedule of the team. Like the, the Giants resting till Thursday. What's their plan here? They rest well, all week. You'll come in. They'll come in tomorrow. They're in the air right now. They're still not even back, but they'll have to come in tomorrow at some time, probably after lunchtime, right? And then go over the film. And depending on what Dave's wants to do, man, he might have them come in. You know, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, and let them go Thursday, um, Friday. Yep. Yeah. You might get like a prep. You're going to get who they play in Houston. So they'll get an intro into Houston Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, because Tuesdays are day off. And then I think he'll let them hit the road on Friday because guys like to go back to their colleges, right? The young guys that, you know, just came out and then you just relax. Um, It feels like a, I mean, it feels like a long time. It really does. It's crazy how four days off of football can feel like a really, and it's good. 
And those guys will be eager to come back, right? Because they're coming back to a six and two football team. So I think the bye came at a perfect time for them too. Some rest, some bumps and bruises, you know, some self-scouting. Me and Brandon talked about this on the preview show. The self-scouting is massive this week. Things, what are we doing? Are we tipping our plays? What are we doing that maybe teams are picking up on? Things like that. So they'll make some corrections. They'll probably add some new wrinkles to their offense and things like that over the bye week. So, yeah, I remember them. They're a lot of fun. The thing with this team, I don't see guys going to Cancun for a couple of days or guys like doing like going out. I see guys. I think there are going to be a lot of bodies still in Quest Diagnostics Training Center. But I see guys hanging out and doing more to build build and bond as a team. You're probably going to see some guys at Knicks games, Rangers games, that sort of thing, staying together as a squad because you understand. Like again, at six and two, you understand what's at stake, and a lot of these guys. Who, especially if you've been around here for the last couple of years, you haven't won much. So this is all new. You want to get back to that winning feeling as quick as possible, you know, after losing to the Seahawks. But you really understand. I think they really see what type of football te- the team they are. There's still teams out there at four and four that's still trying to find their identity. You still hear that all the time, like still trying to find their identity. I think this team knows who and what they are and how to win games. So I see them putting in a lot of extra work. And to, like we said, self-analyst, uh, self analyzation, self-scouting, putting work and time into your body, that sort of things. And I, I see them handling this like true professionals. Brandon, th- think about this. I was just thinking about like young players on our football team, like Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Man, could you imagine like, I, I bet you he doesn't even want to go home because he just made a six hour flight, a six hour flight. Does he really want to fly back to like LA or Oregon to go to his college? That would suck if you're from the West coast. After coming off a Seattle trip. And you look at it, he didn't register a tackle, sack. He didn't register anything. Man, he was all over the field. He was all over. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but I I see him. He understands the game, you know, within the game. So I see him. Yeah, you might see him at another Knicks game or something. But I also feel as though, like, when they come back and they let the press in on that following uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I guarantee when Coach, when Dable or something talks – and someone's going to ask, were, were there any guys around the building? And all? I guarantee you, Dable says Kayvon Thibodeau was one of the guys who was around that building. Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Quest, there it is. Ching, they got to be cut. We have a dollar. We have a dollar counter. Are so they your health on. insurance provider? Ching. I don't know what they do, but. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to keep saying Cadillac then because your boy needs a new caddy. Ooh, STX, we got to get him with the starter set, though. Yeah, let's give him the base model until he. We got to give a week without Quest Diagnostics. I don't even know what that is, but uh, now we know that they're cutting a check on the side. Well, this episode is presented by your Tri State Cadillac dealers, not your Quest Diagnostic dealers. And we will enter the bye week. So we'll be back next Thursday, the Blue Rush preview with Paul Schwartz with hopefully a working internet for next Thursday's podcast preview show. And the Scotsman will close out this episode of Blue Rush next. And that says cheerio to episode 121. That's a lot to 121s <laughs> of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. And thanks to Tri-State Cadillac Dealers for presenting this episode. New episodes of the Blue Rush drop Monday mornings and Thursdays. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever the hell you get your bloody pods. Subscribe to the New York Post sports YouTube page to watch full episodes of Blue Rush. For Brian and 
London, Jake Brown, Andrew Hartz, no Paul this week. I'm the Scotsman, Lawrence Tynes. The Giants have a bye week, and so does the Blue Rush pod. We will return to your eardrums next Thursday, November 10th, to preview the Giants matchup with the Texans at MetLife Stadium. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush, you felt the animals.